Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the task of writing, which can sometimes not be, you know, not easy, and tries to make it, you know, easy. Easier. Whatever. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. <laughs> and I'm your other host, host, Melissa Long. Our brains have turned to jello, la 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 la. You know, it's only day like 3,562 in oh quarantine. And it's funny because you and I have opposite situations. You're alone. Yes. Right, and I'm with my family. So I've got the problem where I've been staring at these same three people 24-7 and would love to be alone. Where you probably are like, I would like to see a human being in person, please. Yeah, very much so. I'm like, what is it like to hug someone? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we're all getting a little crazy. So if you're getting crazy, from what I understand, it seems to be pretty much normal. So take it easy on yourself. Yeah, that's all good. Everything's fine. Uh, But today, we're going to talk about, you know, someday this is going to be over, and we are going to be able to think about, you know, going forward in our writing careers and trying new things and doing new stuff. And so uh, I thought I would uh, just grill Melissa uh, to talk more about television writing, because this is something that you sort of, you know, pulled up stakes and followed your dream, and just like at the beginning of Perfect Strangers, you know, (laughs) and... uh, yeah, but we always hear stories about what that is and and how you do it, and and it's always been kind of a mystery to me of how that that gets that connection gets made. You know, it's always like, oh yeah, you know, you're working your butt off, you're doing the things, you're you're knocking on doors, like, but no, literally, what do you what do you do? Like, what is it? Right. Um. So metaphorically, I understand what you're doing, but like literally, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Nobody knows. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you mean there's knows. no specific path? <laughs> there's no specific path, but also like coming from writing novels where there is some kind of structure and some kind of format and consistency, regardless of the genre you're writing. In screenwriting, it's just kind of like, yeah, we think you should do this, kind of, but not really. And like, you know, you get a three acts, but you get a five or six if you want. <laughs> really? So, like, yes. You, you mean consistency in the actual material, not in just the, in the, the process of... Yes, in oh, the wow. process and in the material can vary drastically. So I get a lot of people asking me questions or a lot of people are lost or they're like, why aren't there books all over Barnes & Noble telling me how to write for television when you know you can find screenplay guidance? And I'm like, this is why, because there's no, there's some standards and some best practices, but it's kind of like the wild, wild west where like a lot of different things can go depending on where you're writing and what you're writing for. Wow. Like, so, like, obviously, with the whole television changing so much right now, right, where it's it's used to be, you know, you're either writing a one-hour drama or a half-hour sitcom, and that's all there is, and it's on network all the time. Is that why? Because the, the field is so much more open, or is it just... It's a it's a combination of things. Yeah. So it's partially because we've moved from just network television to cable without commercials. So a lot of how uh, TV shows were structured were based on commercial breaks. So the act breaks happen when there's a commercial. So if they want more commercials and advertising, they do more act breaks. So you have to write towards that act break. 
mm-hmm. and then streaming comes along, HBO comes along, network, you know, cable, they don't have yeah. those same restrictions. And so that changes how you tell a story. And with streaming, they were like, eh, we could do an hour, which is really like, what, 42 to 50 minutes of content. Yeah. Uh, they're like, we could do an episode that long, or we could do an episode for 110, you know, like we could do, yeah, you know, a 70-minute yeah. episode. So that has also broadened the scope of how screenplays and, uh, and TV scripts are written as well. But there's got to be like a an idea, though, because like there's budgeting, like it's a different budget to pay for a 110 minute episode versus a, you know, 60 minute episode, I guess. Yes. Maybe not. <laughs> but the budget also differs based on who the studio is and who the network is. And is it okay. a CW show or an NBC show or an HBO, like stars and HBO they have some significant <laughs> cauldrons to dip into in terms of money, right? Like episodes yeah. of Game of Thrones are like at least ten million a piece. Um, crazy. So it's because insane. They're all movies. Yeah, they're they're movies. They're major productions. Holy crap! Yeah. So how do you? And I assume you know this going in to say, all right, I I I know how long to write for. Or do they not tell you, and you have to guess. So, well, I tell people to, like, let go of this idea that I'm writing something for Netflix or I'm writing something for Amazon so I don't have to play by the general rules. Like, it's best to go in thinking I am going to start learning how to do something that's for a network show like CBS, CW, something like that, that is going to be very structured until you learn how to play in that space because anything can be taken and adapted once it's sold or once you, um, yeah, well, once it's sold and pitched, then that network can say, okay, we're going to give you these parameters. So now you can adapt this to our okay. format. So it, even though it is kind of Wild West crazy, it's best to really understand the traditional, you know, structure with the sea breaks and the, that's how you say commercial breaks when you're all fancy, by the way, sea breaks. <laughs> sea I breaks. know that. Sea breaks. <laughs> sea breaks. Um, and, and that sort of stuff, at least start there, master that first, and then, you know, branch out from there as needed. Yes. So, okay. So now back to your question. How do you learn how to, how to do that? How do you learn how to write in the traditional format? <laughs> well, what was helpful for me and what I always send people when they ask me, like, hey, can we chat? Or we have a phone conversation and I tell them a little bit about my process and what I've learned. I have an email of like links of resources that I share with people. And I'm like, this is where you need to start because it's free and you can do it from anywhere. And you really need to like feel out the water and see like, is this something I actually enjoy and like before you start investing money and time or thinking about relocating and changing your life to do this path because it is very hard and long journey. Um, So yeah, I, I... the first thing that I did was actually podcasts. And there are some really great podcasts out there. The two that I love the most are Script Notes, which is John August and Craig Mason. John August did one of my favorite movies, Go. I love that movie, um, as well as other things. But that's my favorite movie, so that's why I always mention it. Um, and Craig Mason yeah. did Chernobyl recently on TV, but he's done a ton of movies um, as well. And they are both, they've been in this business for, you know, two decades. They've been on the Writers Guild Foundation. They've been doing their podcast for like eight years. It's They have like 500 episodes or 450 episodes. So check that out. Go to their website. It's Script Notes Podcast. And 
that is a really great tutorial because they really talk about the business of writing um, and they go into the craft. Mm -hmm. They do a three page challenge, which is like you can send in three pages, uh, the first three pages of your script and they pick them and talk about them on air. Um, So it's a great way to get feedback and hear feedback and critiques of other work. Um, from professionals who know what to look for. So that was a big learning experience for me in in listening to those kinds of podcasts. Now, is it better, you know, you said said that they're getting uh, copies, you know, they're reading your your script. Now, I know, obviously, if I'm a uh, fiction writer, my script is my manuscript, that the novel that I am trying to get published. But I can't imagine they're going to get, make mm-hmm. you a showrunner right away. So you're going to be writing for someone else's show. So do you start off by writing scripts for other shows or do you just write, come up with something original? Right. So it depends. Um, you can do both. And right now, again, this is why I feel like it's the wild, wild west. So a lot of showrunners, like if you're trying to get hired or staffed into a room or sell something, it needs to be your original content. So you need to create okay. a story in a world and submit a pilot. But uh, for fellowship programs and certain showrunners, they want to see you do a spec script, which is like a script of somebody else's show, so that they know you know how to mirror a world that is not your own and, a, and, a, and work within the confines of somebody else's idea or project. So they're looking to see how well you can mimic voice, how well you can understand the nuances of the structure for a particular show. And it's like 70% want original stuff. And then 30 people are like, but I want to see your spec script. Okay. So both really is the answer. Right now, both. Uh, Some people are very strategic and they're like, I'm just not going to do spec scripts and I'm not going to go for any opportunities that require me to do that because I want to focus on original content. Original content is actually harder because you've got to, like pilots are harder in general because you're establishing the rules of the world and the premise of the show and also trying to show like what the, um, an individual episode would look like. So pilots are very hard to do. Yeah, because in a regular TV show, you don't have to establish all that much because people assume, you know, presumably have seen the episode before, although not necessarily. You know, they, Like, I remember when I, back in yeah. my day, we <laughs> would just watch the episode that was on, right? You know, like the whole idea of like a storyline or an arc through the season, totally missed because it would just be, you know, whatever episode happened to be on, and especially if we watched in uh, syndication, you know, whatever. So I guess that might be one of the things you need to make sure you do is find a way to catch the new viewers up and yet also not bore the regular users or users users <laughs> hi i'm talking like work now viewers readers readers viewers not readers viewers muy yeah manga. um now i i remember one the only piece of advice i remember from my very brief foray into screenwriting and tv writing um, was I was given the advice to copy down an existing script, just like to watch a show and pause it and like transcribe it, just as a to kind of s- let you see what it looks like in that format. Have you ever? Have I've you ever done, heard that advice. I've heard that advice, and I've I've seen it done in two different ways. So one of the things. I would say like you can go online, there are script libraries now online, lovely internet, Mm -hmm. and you can get a pilot script um, and sometimes an episode script like mid-season for different TV shows. Um, 
So I'll make sure I link that in the, the resources as well. But not everything's available, but a lot are. So I would say get the script and transcribe that script, like read the script and then recreate it in Final Draft or in Scrivener or whatever, um, you know, screenwriting software you have. There's a couple like Writer Duet that's like free and you it's online so you don't have to pay anything to um, yeah. do that. But that... It allows you to get into the head and the voice of the story to see the dialogue and what they're including and what they're not including in the description, which is what you miss out on if you're just watching the scene. You're not seeing how they're describing Mm -hmm. the action. Oh, yeah. So that is actually really helpful to do. And then often I find things out like, I didn't know the location was called that. Or like, I didn't know that was this character's last name. (laughs) I didn't even know this character's name. Uh, So that's a fun I've been watching the show for seven seasons. Yeah. No freaking clue. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Um, and do you need to to start? Obviously, I, th- I think I know the answer to this question, but maybe not. That to start getting things like Final Draft or uh, any other, you know, like the specialized software, because like Final Draft is pretty much the the uh, lingua franca, right? Like that's what that's yeah. the common thing that people use. It's what most people use. Yes. Yeah. So, do you need it? No. <laughs> not if you're just starting out. Like, I think it's helpful to learn. Um, but not everybody does it. And if you're interested in doing like screenwriting, but not like screenplays and feature films, you have a little bit more flexibility than if you're doing TV writing because the showrunner is basically going to decide what software they use. And there are some other ones who are like, I only want to use this program. So this is what we're using and you need to learn how to use it. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's so many free set like things or things in Scrivener. Scrivener has a template. It works really well and it can export Mm -hmm. into Final Draft. So if you're just learning how to start, like you don't have to invest in Final Draft, which is like a hundred and some dollars. Yeah. Whereas Scrivener, I think is like 30 or something. Right. $40. Yeah. It's much cheaper. And there's like, there's Writer Duet, there's um, Celtics, which are both have free and premium things. They also allow you to share and collaborate because they're online based. Um, Oh, nice. So we could work on something together and edit and add comments. And so that is helpful for folks who don't have the money. Well, let's totally do that. Let's totally write a script together. That would be super fun. Yeah. You're like, no, I still like you. I want to be your friend. It's like, It's like the the couples who are saying like, yeah, we're going to go into business together. And sometimes you're like, that's a great idea. And sometimes you're like, well, nope, that's the end of your friendship. Right. Like, like I know I could never go into business with my husband. He is a a fantastic man. Great guy. We've been married to him for 22 years. If we went into business together, all 22 of those years would be for nothing. And we both know it. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. way. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um. I got off the topic. Can you believe that? What? What? <laughs> All right. So, so there's, so from the craft perspective, you know, it sounds like we've got, there's like kind of two halves to it. Like, cause there's a technique of writing for TV, which is different than writing for anything else. Then there's also the business of like, okay, well, I've written this amazing script. Now I, I would like someone to pay me to do this. Um, and, and yeah, I don't even know how I would get started. Do I have to move to LA? Do I have to start meeting with people? Who do I meet with? How do I do this? Yeah, um, that is where I'm at right now. <laughs> yep. And it's a long process. And so I would say uh, part of it is building a network. And that is almost impossible to do if you're not in New York or LA. Um, mm-hmm. There are some communities around like 
Atlanta that has more Mm. film production. Chicago has a little bit. Canada has a little bit. But really, a lot of the writers are still based in L.A., even if they film shows Mm. in other areas of the country. And you just can't get the kind of feedback and build the kind of relationships if you're not in the city, meeting with people and talking to people and all that. And even though we're remote right now, like people are still doing events and they're still like, yeah, there's some writer's rooms that are virtual, but they are thinking that there's that's not going to last. <laughs> like as okay. soon as they allow them to come back together, they're going to do so at least for a portion of time and then maybe break apart when they're actually writing the scripts. Because the way that a television show is written is you come to a room, you break a whole mm-hmm. season together collaboratively, and then you're assigned an episode. And then one person goes and starts to write that episode and gets feedback from the executive producers or the showrunners on um, fine tuning that to air. And that's how they you're sure that everyone's going to be like in sync with everything Mm -hmm. so that you don't undo something. And then, yeah. Oh, okay. And do you you have to be really quick? That's the thing that that would freak me out is that is the time. Imagine there's like you've got a hard deadline. You've got to turn this thing around. You've got to write really fast, right? Yes. (laughs) You have to be able to write within, I mean, anywhere from five days to three weeks uh, can be your lead time. And it depends on, again, if it's a network show versus streaming and how they're doing it. Um, a lot of streaming shows will like write everything all up front and then they'll, they'll end. So like you're only contracted for seven weeks or five weeks or, or whatnot for that show. Yeah. And then others will continue to write throughout the year, like something like Grey's Anatomy with 20 some episodes a season is obviously yeah. going on a lot longer and they don't break the whole season all at once. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, you got to turn this thing around. You got to turn okay, it around. Good episode seven. Let's go. The How train is take? moving. Like, the tra- Yeah, obviously. Yeah, they're, they're going. And is it like... I, I like I'm, I'm always gonna be like scared that people are gonna be mean. Like it's all very backstabby and mean. Have you found that, or have you found people to be, you know, nice? I've found people to be nice. I've found people to be just as nice. Like I don't see any difference between film and television and the publishing industry where like you run into writers and most of us are nice decent people and we want to help each other and you know we're all introverts and secretly like beating ourselves up over our inability to write (laughs) okay and then there's a few like people who have like really strong personalities or who don't like to listen to feedback or very assertive and loud and aggressive and so like you're gonna run across those people but it's not as like vapid I think that as a lot of people would assume, especially in writing. Now, like, that may be different for, like, modeling or music or acting, but from what I've found with writers is that's that's less. We're all just weirdos. Yeah. yeah. We're just happy someone's talking to us. To us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's a different, like, the hard thing, though, is that each room has its own dynamic. So there are definitely shows where I was like, oh, I'd really love to write on that show. I'm, I, I'm such a fan. And then I meet some of the writers and I'm like, ooh, I would not click in that room. Like that mm-hmm. that room would be really stressful for me because of their personalities and because of the way and they're not just their hours, but like the way in which they um, work, their working styles mm-hmm. and the culture of the room. So mm-hmm. that does play a part in how people get hired. It's not just, can you write a script? It's, do you have a connection? Like, 
do people mm-hmm. want to spend 10 or 12 hours with you every day in a room? Yeah. And do you feel vulnerable enough to talk about your life in a way that they can use it for yeah. the stories and the characters? Yeah, I guess you're right. Because you are sharing your ideas and stuff and you can't be all scared. Wow. I, I am yeah. both in, in noble, in, in, in noble, in, in, in bravened. I can't come up with a word again. Jello brain. Um, excited about this like i think that ah, that'd be really cool and also totally terrified now i'm not moving to la so this isn't a completely unrealistic thing it's not happening but uh it's it's, it's interesting i i think it'd be fun to I'd be like i might just try a script just as a creative exercise just for fun and uh you know just let it sit in a drawer with everything else yeah, I encourage people to do that. Like if if you're just like bored or you're like, oh, I just want to try and learn something, it stimulates different parts of your mind, like versus like I've done this task over and over and over again. So like you might find yeah. some insights. I started with like trying to adapt one of my own stories. I found that that's a lot of pressure. So I would say just play with something new. Don't do something you're attached to. Okay. Um, or like, again, if you're not trying to make a career out of it, Think about how you would adapt your favorite novel. Like, how would you do that? And just play with that because you don't have to create the world, but you can um, learn the structure and just get a feel for something fun and new. And do you find that creatively you've learned other other things like that you if you were to go back to writing prose, back to writing fiction, you think you'd be stronger at because you played in this world? Um. Probably not. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Well, I think part of the reason I made the transition was I knew that my strengths in writing prose was really like plotting, um, really tight, fast-paced plots, and also dialogue, which are Mm -hmm. like what I'm continuing to refine. So like it might be stronger because I'm still playing up those assets, but yeah. I think I always struggled with description and that has gotten worse. In yeah. Writing. Well, yeah. Cause you never need because to do I, that. Yeah. Like this, the description in a screenplay is very different, right? It's different intention. Mm-hmm. It's different style. It's very concise. People are lazy. They don't want to read. So you have like three lines. Like there's just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of yeah. baggage there. Plus it's not your job to write the description, right? It's the, Anything that's going to be the art department, it's going to be the actors, it's going to be all that. So you just have to. Yeah, you're writing action. Yeah, action, like movement and like intention. So you got to establish the mood and the tone. But you don't have to say, like, she was wearing a bright pink dress with heels and her hair was flowing. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah, the art director's going to be like, scratch out, scratch out, scratch (laughs) out. Like, I will put the person in the right thing. Don't worry. That's my job. Yeah. Don't you worry about it. Wow. Well, cool. This has been so super fascinating. I'm really like, I, I it's so exciting to learn something new. What a, what an idea. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to actually, um, you know, we always kind of plug the podcast, but we don't talk about your other stuff that you're doing. And, uh, you know, since you've been talking about your your uh, screenwriting and stuff like that, do you, I know you've got some other things going on and we never talk about it. Do you want to talk about some of the other other things you have? We, I have so much stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> Always. So I am in the middle of launching a new YouTube channel um, called Write with Melissa. And uh, I've been doing some editing and coaching and screenwriting guidance and advice on that channel. So there'll be content there. 
Um, I've been working on our YouTube channel, which most of our <laughs> listeners probably didn't know we had one. And I so <laughs> I, I forgot we had one and, and it's been populating content. So I went back and started cleaning it and organizing it. Uh, so that's another way for you to get access or share this. You know, YouTube's very easy to share episodes with other mm-hmm. folks. So if you want to go to our YouTube, it's still Writing Easy Podcast in YouTube. If you just Google that, you'll find us. And like us, watch the videos, subscribe, and you'll get a whole bunch of content. Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. <laughs> Smash that the subscribe button, man, and like, and yeah. Hit us with some likes. You can also comment yeah. there. We'll read the comments. Like, say we something really nice. We really will. And read into the comments as well. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we got for We actually went really long this time because uh, you had cool stuff to say. So I'm just going to wrap up and uh, remind everybody that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you next time, guys. Bye.